Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. Mitzvah Shemashir Tovos, Yeshua's Venachamos. It should be a good day for Am Yisrael and Kla Yisrael. Hostages should be returned. Families should be comforted. Soldiers should return home. We are at the end of Perak, Chav Dalet, chapter 24 of Mesilas Asharim. The Ramchal has been teaching us how to lead a meaningful life and live our best lives through watchfulness and caution and mindfulness, through alacrity and zeal through cleansing and purging ourselves of our negative instinct and intuition. And we're up to the Midah of Yira. The Midah of Yira comes so late in the Sefer, which is an indication of how difficult it is to fulfill and accomplish. Though Moshe Rabbeinu, Chazal famously note, made it look easy, and in fact, it's very difficult. And the Ramchal divided between two types of Yira. This Yira Saromimus, the sense of awe. Hashem's world is awesome. Hashem is awesome. What he does, what he's capable of doing, his world, the intricacy, the minutia, the details, the cosmos, the universe, the galaxies, the solar system, it's awesome. And we should be filled and recoil with a sense of awe when we make contact with his greatness and with his world. And then there's the sense of yiras hachet, the notion of accountability. The notion that hachet is not just a list of suggestions. Hashem doesn't have a, just a list of suggestions. There's accountability, there's consequences, there's charvonish. Yes, he's a loving father. Yes, he's rooting for us and cheering for us. Yes, he loves us unconditionally. Yes, he is forgiving. But at the same time, a loving father teaches consequences and accountability. This second notion of of recognizing that our actions have consequences, they can be divided into two. The notion, the faith and belief that our actions mean something. It's not just a world where Hashem's like, Try hard. You know, it's a nice idea. These are nice suggestions, but they mean something. What we say, what we put in our mouth, what comes out of our mouth, what we look at, what we listen to, where we go, our actions, the impact, the influence, the impression we leave on this world, the legacy, the reputation that we earn, it means something. And it means something, says the Ramchal, both in the past and in the present and the future. Bahova, what does it mean in the present? A person should be filled with a healthy, not anxiousness, we're not promoting anxiety, not fear that's debilitating or paralyzing, not a fear that represents a mental health struggle, but a person should have a healthy sense of daiga. The Chazanish writes in Amunah and Bitachon that daiga is an iser. Being doeg, being anxious, being worried, being afraid, not the, not the type that you're diagnosed, not mental health that's out of your control that of course deserves support therapy and help, but it means the standard anxiousness about things. He says that runs contra- contrary to Amun and Bitachon. person who has faith and trust in Hashem that everything's for a reason, that everything happens the way it's meant to happen, will never be worried, will never be afraid, can walk through life with the confidence and with the smile, with the clarity that everything that happens is the way it's meant to happen. So if the Chazanish writes that daiga, that being worried, is in fact a form of heresy, and in fact is an expression of kfira, of rejecting or denying Hashem's role in our lives, then what is the Ramchal all of a sudden promoting being doeg? Because the daiga, the notion of a shtickle anxiousness, a little bit of on edge fear, is not about God. Don't worry about God. He knows how to do his job. He doesn't need your help. Get out of his way. Don't worry about him. For whom should we have a little anxiousness and fear? Ourselves. Be doeg on ourselves. Will we get it done? Will we get it done right? Will we perform? Will we come through? Will we successfully overcome our negative instinct and intuition, our taiva, our drive, the self-sabotage in our lives, that voice in our head, Amashu Huose, 
You should live with a little fear. What if we don't get it done? What if we don't get the job done? You know, when the consequences are great, I'll give you this metaphor. If a person lives with a allergy, a food allergy, not like the old Ashkenazi dairy allergy, you know, not, not the regular stuff that you'll survive, you'll live, you'll probably eat that food again in a month when you forget what it did to you. I'm talking an allergy that a person will drop dead. Chalila, Rahman al-Tzlan, a person has a child, they have an allergy that they'll go into anaphylactic shock, they could die if in fact they eat that ingredient. That child, and even more likely those parents, walk through life being doeg. Every morsel of food put in that child's mouth, every air that the child breathes in a closed space, you ever been on a plane and they say somebody has a peanut allergy? Do not take out peanut on the nems. Do not take out anything with peanuts in the ingredients. If it even goes through the filtration system of the airplane, that parent is on that flight being doeg. What if? What if? What if we make a mistake? What if we put that ingredient? What if they eat the wrong thing? What if? So if a person lives life thinking, if I look at the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, listen to the wrong thing, make the wrong decision, then it's an allergy. I could go into spiritual anaphylactic shock. Then a person will be doeg amashuosa. There'll be a sense of mindfulness. There'll be a healthy, a little bit, you know, when your child first gets their license. And when your child has their license for 30 years, it never wanes. You're nervous every time they drive because a car is a weapon of mass destruction. A car is a lethal weapon for themselves and for others. So what are you worried about? When they first learn to drive, and they barely pass their driving test, and they hold the steering wheel at 10 and two. What did they say last time? Now it's nine and three, 11 and four. I don't know what time is steering wheel. My steering wheel doesn't have uh, hours. I don't know, whatever. You, so when they barely pass their, their driver's test, they grip that wheel. They hold it tight. Their phone is in the trunk. They're not tempted to look at it. They tell all their friends in the car, shh, nobody say a word, nothing. Staring at that windshield. They adjusted all the mirrors, their seatbelts on tight. And then they get the hang of driving. And that's when the parent's heart really sinks. Because all of a sudden their playlist is playing, they're schmoozing with their friends. Maybe the phone is accessible, they're gonna text. And you say, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I liked it when you were afraid. When you weren't afraid, now I'm afraid. When you were afraid, I could sleep tight. Because you're gonna be extra cautious, extra careful, extra vigilant, extra mindful. Every drive, every additional speed, mile per hour, every turn you take, you're going to be focused. But now you think you're so comfortable. Now you think you're such a grace of Kanaka, you're such an expert. Now I'm worried. So if it's true for driving and it's true for food allergies, says that Amchal, it's true for life. A person should be doeg, live with that mindfulness bahova in the present. Live in the present with that awareness. One wrong move. One wrong move, I put myself in the wrong decision. I surround myself by temptation. I give in to the driver instinct. I, I, I make the wrong choice. That could be it. That's a really healthy sense of nervousness, a healthy nervousness to live with. A little nervousness is good. A little nervousness is good. I'll end, I'll tell you in, in the wonderful book, Tales Out of Shul, Rabbi Emanuel Feldman tells the story when he was the Rav in Atlanta, that there was, uh, I think, a, a, a symphony conductor uh, maybe an opera performer, I don't remember the details, I read it a long time ago, who had a year at sight and called the shul ahead, he was going to be performing in Atlanta, and wanted to know if there was a minion, could he make it for Mincha Marv? So he davened it for the Yomad for Marv, and Rabbi Feldman asked him afterwards, 
you know, he was nervous. He was describing how nervous he was about leading the Ahmad. He said he's still nervous about performing world famous, whatever he was. So world famous, I can't remember. But world famous, whatever he was. He said, absolutely, I get butterflies. I get nervous every time I perform. The day I stop getting nervous is the day I should stop performing. What makes me great is that I have a little bit of nervousness. So I prepare and I think and I get in the zone and I get in the mindset. That's what makes me great. Any successful performer, athlete, Lahavdil, Rav, Rosh Hashiva, Magid Shir, that nervousness, Bahova. What if it doesn't go right? What if I'm not prepared? What if I, is what makes a person get ready, is what makes a person prepared. So this first type of daiga, doeg al atzmo, don't be doeg on Hashem. Hashem knows what he's doing. Get out of his way. Let him do his thing. Be doeg al atzmo. Be worried for ourselves. And that healthy nervousness will help us be ultimate performers. Amir Tzashem should be a great day for Klai Yisrael. We're looking for a sponsor for the 10 Minutes of Meaning series, the rest of Mesilus Hashem and what we're going to learn next. If you're interested in being the sponsor for the year, please let me know. Living with Amuda, 845.